0: dishes and welcome to so just salem style of course this is our top five extravaganza for memorial day because of course day is on the air for two days so without further ado let's get into our top five we have our whole motley crew with us today i thought it would be fitting for me to host this thank you for riding the maverick and voting for my topic everyone um the topic that you all picked is top five triangles This was a doozy for everyone to pick because we slowly started to realize that triangles aren't triangles. They're (laughs) third-party angst. (laughs) We had an
1: entire pre-show debate about this.
0: (laughs) So instead of just doing Day's characters, I said, fuck it, and we all can do whatever soap we want. And due to yet being overseas and only seeing two soaps, she decided to just tune in and comment on our list.
1: Yeah, because, like, you guys haven't watched at least two soaps or more. I only have days
2: in Sunset Beach to base it on. And, both and Sunset of
0: those, Beach was only three years.
2: Yeah, and both of those shows like the triangles on those soaps are basically third party angst, even on Sunset Beach.
1: So I'm just here to comment.
0: And that's right. At least you're here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At least I bought the show up. Tisha, <laughs> <But, laughs> the- I'm, I'm Because had it been
0: me, had it been me, I would have been on my genie Francis shit. I'll see y'all when I see y'all.
3: Listen, I almost didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Until the moment you opened up and said we could do all this, I said, okay, maybe I'll do it. But if it was just days, I was sitting out.
0: (laughs) Damn, I shot myself in the foot.
3: Anyway. (laughs) Oh, you
0: bastard.
3: (laughs)
4: Can we stop?
0: i almost said something anyways let's go ahead and start tony how are you who's your number five
1: i am good my number five is a bit of an obscure pick uh i don't know that many people would have thought of this
0: a slightly more obscure fan favorite as i like to call it
1: (laughs) mine is from the silk court charles and it's allison jamal and rafe um I, I like
0: Rafe. I don't care what nobody say.
1: I love like that's the thing. I loved Allison and Jamal together, and then Rafe entered the chat, and I really liked Rafe and Allison. So I was kind of torn on who I wanted her with. So that to me made it a very interesting triangle because I liked both pairings, and that doesn't happen a lot with me with triangles. So I was, I was just on YouTube the other day, and I was kind of. Down at Port Charles rabbit hole. And that's kind of what got me thinking. So, my number five is Jamal, Allison, and Reef.
0: Good choice. Dylan, number five.
2: Okay. I jumped in the Wayback Machine for my number five. And my number five is from the little town of Oakdale, the soap as the world turns. And it's Damien, Lily, and Holden. Lily Walsh and Holden Snyder have a really good case for being the signature super couple of As the Wall Turns. And I know that, like, y'all didn't watch, but, like, let me tell you, the stable boy and the poor little rich girl.
0: I, I, I know like, about them. Okay. And I need to watch. <laughs> watch and I know about Lily and Holden. So.
2: Like, they were as star-crossed as star-crossed lovers could be. And yeah, like, they yeah. had everything thrown at them from like meddling moms to actually thinking they were related to yeah. killer con artists. <laughs> like, it was a lot,
4: it was Wait, a lot. I'm sorry,
2: thinking they were related, I think I yeah. missed that. What like,
4: had happened okay, was. <laughs>
2: right, basically what had happened was, um, Lily was adopted. Her biological mother was raped by her cousin, which was a lot Jesus. to begin with, and uh, when she was thirteen, and so either gave Lily up for adoption. Lily was adopted by the very well-off Lucinda Walsh and raised in luxury. She stumbles onto the Snyder farm. Gets like is that
0: because of the wet feet?
2: <laughs> no, because they were they were boarding her house, her horse. I mean, they were. Boarding well, she her stumbled,
0: horse. so I just had to ask. <laughs> so,
2: like, she, you know, she she ended up. Uh, on the farm she got close with the family the secret came out and then the their mother um Emma she was like hold up hold up hold up before any before y'all go and get crazy it's okay because (laughs) Iva and um Josh Lily's biological father they're adopted so there's no (laughs)
4: <laughs> you know,
2: there's no genetic tie here Everything's everything is everything everything is cool but like it was traumatic it took a lot that, that was a lot that went down there and so like anyway like they went through that and then she got targeted by con artists and almost got killed and then they finally get married like four or five years down the track
0: oh I would have gave up
2: <laughs> <laughs> they finally get married and then it goes to hell because he loses his memory. What?
0: <laughs> the way yes. I would cuss.
2: <laughs> he, loses- <laughs> <He's like, "What?" laughs> <laughs> he loses his memory and like, it's gone, yo. It's this gone, let That's giving him DNS
0: Sierra, honestly. No,
2: no, 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 no. Like it's gone, gone. And he does not get it back. And so she's broken hearted. He wants a divorce. She's broken hearted. She leaves. And I think the actress actually left the show for a while. She goes to, quote unquote, Europe as we do. Just the continent, you know, the whole (laughs) whole thing over there. (laughs) She goes to Europe. Enter Damien Grimaldi. When Lily comes back, she comes back with this man who is really really hot and we appreciate that but we want him to move because in the like year and some change that she's been gone Holden is starting to get memory flashes and remember his wife and their life together and their love and so like in the words of our good sis Jill Scott Damien you're cute but you're getting in the way of what I'm feeling (laughs) But like a curious thing happens on the way to our super couples destiny, because the longer Damien sticks around, the more he grows on you. And it's just the way that he loved Lily. He loved her so much and so thoroughly and was so romantic and devoted to her. And she was almost like a different person with him. Like she was a lot more secure in herself and she was just a lot more settled and a lot lighter and a lot freer and you you start to like that and before you know it you're not Jill Scott anymore you're Latoya Luckett because you're torn in between the two
0: please at the same
2: time like Holden is remembering his wife he's in love with his wife and she's never stopped loving him so then you're like oh my god and so then Damien and Lily start getting all the soap tropes, like the meddling mother-in-law comes and she's gaslighting Lily. And like, it's a lot, it's a lot. And so they wrote this so that both sides of that triangle had rooting value. And by the time it ended, they they had a who's the daddy story. Well, who, and, who did she <laughs>
0: choose?
2: I. The first time they did this triangle, I ended up wanting her with Damien. And then he died on me.
4: Oh, Dying in a plane. It <laughs> is Yo, died. Y'all reactions yes. killing me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he dies in a plane crash, and it's a quote-unquote accident that's not an accident as and the
0: world turns and these writers are so full of shit bro
2: it was so much it was, was this so all the much. same writer or did this circle through
1: like three or four different writers i think this was all the same writer I think oh no <laughs>
0: <laughs> the way we would have been cussing <laughs> it
2: was so much but it was so good because it was like so angsty and so compelling In and how many like, years loved them like did, did this triangle take out like the first half of this triangle, I think it ran for like three, four years because it was a lot. Wow. And then, Ooh, like,
1: mother of God.
2: Yeah, it was, a, I mean, like, it was a lot. It was a lot. And like, it worked for me because they didn't throw anybody under the bus, they didn't set anybody up. It was just like these two really hot, really good guys really loved Lily. And you just had to pick which one you wanted her with. <laughs> They and they both just got soap trope after soap trope hell after hell it was it was a lot you went through it soap fans today could never <laughs> it was so much i think they
3: could have the writers allowed them to but we we've been conditioned <laughs> to oh this this pairing's going to win it don't matter
2: yeah because when he came in like
0: which is why it's hard for me to watch triangles yeah because like when Damien came
2: yeah because like if they were doing this today Damien would never have a prayer
0: no they would have decided oh
3: we just need somebody to keep them apart for a few years and then
2: so like the very first time that they ran that back it was good and every time they did it after that that's when Damien started going under the bus he got the Billy Reed treatment Uh, oh man yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Say no more. <laughs>
4: <laughs> say no more.
0: <laughs> I even made it to Billy's full breakdown yet, and it's bad.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, but God, it was. I mean, it it was bad before the recast, and then the recast happened, and it just got worse. But that's segueing into a completely different topic.
0: <laughs> All righty then, Nick, number five.
3: Okay. My number five. I had to jump in the way back machine. I've never seen it. I've seen some clips of it, and technically it's a tie, but both triangles involve two of the same people. <laughs> so, <laughs> gonna go to Fort Charles, and we're gonna discuss Monica, Rick, and Leslie. We met Monica, who we know as Cord Monica as Monica Weber, when she met she was introduced as an intern at the hospital, along with her husband Jeff Weber. Turns out, Monica was engaged to be married to Jeff's brother, who was presumed dead in the war. She married his brother. They became doctors together, yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, they're there, and Rick shows up, not dead. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not dead. (laughs) Jeff flips out Monica's horny. Meanwhile,
0: please.
3: Rick... <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't Rick... want
0: to think about Monica being a honey. Meanwhile, please. Rick is
3: getting close to the recently widowed, very wealthy, might I add, Dr. Leslie Faulkner, who just lost her husband. She's pregnant. She miscarries. Yada yada yada. Um, they get in close. Monica goes up to Leslie at the hospital and tells her, Hey, stay away from Rick. I'm in love with him. We're in love and we're having an affair while she's married to Jeff, his brother. So (laughs) (laughs) Monica was ballsy as hell. It gets to the point where Rick has done, Rick has really fallen for Leslie. He's done a lot for her. He's helped her rebuild her life after losing her husband. He's helped her find her estranged daughter and build a relationship with her, Laura. And um, when Rick is about to propose, Monica threatens to tell the board of trustees that about their affair, to ruin his career to make sure he does not get it unless Leslie rejects it cuz he's up for a promotion and Monica's like not no but hell no turns out it was during an argument uh Monica and Leslie are fighting um Monica they used to throw Le- down. Yeah Leslie falls on the stairs and miscarries she breaks up with Rick and cuz she she can't deal with it um but Monica and R- Rick don't get married she Monica moves on to Dr. Alan Cortomate. <laughs> and, but they don't get married, but they're still screwing. Rick and Leslie get married. Monica and Alan get married. Monica gets pregnant with AJ. And, with AJ. And when Monica is giving birth in December 1979, she says, and I quote, Rick is my baby's father. Guess who's delivering the baby? <laughs> Leslie. No. <laughs> Leslie was delivering who she thought was her husband's baby at the time. Um, it, it got him, it got so bad that Alan tried to kill them by dropping a house on them. I'm not sure. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about the logistics of it. No, he did. <laughs> he killed he he that on that. Yep. Oh, yep. But yeah, it's um, they don't write triangles like that no more, and. Rick and Monica were so in love, you thought they had a chance, but they they never they never ended up together, but they were always in love. Like even years later, down the line when all that stuff had passed, you could tell they really still loved each other. and it just didn't work out because they were never they were never it was never good timing for them. And Rick and Leslie, they had a great marriage uh, until she quote unquote, died in eighty four. But yeah. That was it was fun to learn about. <laughs> I wish they they could write stuff like that still. That's my number five.
2: Man dropped a house on her and gave her
0: a house. <laughs> Not
2: the same house
1: though.
0: <laughs> and on that note, my number five. I also went back in the Wayback Machine. Now I know y'all know my number five is I always throw away choices. Um this always. never yeah always um this triangle never really saw fruition because the possession kind of ruined all that but my number five is jonah carver lexi carver and abe carver
1: his weird sex dreams are what ruined it for me but i agree (laughs)
0: long story short Jonah Carver, a doctor, decided he wanted to play vigilante and save Salem. Why the black folks always got to be saviors, Lord? Why the white folks can't do it? But anyways, he wanted to be the savior of Salem. Lexi, a cop at the time, finds out and begins to start helping him. Long story short, they get found out. He loses his job as a doctor. Lexi, she loses his jo- her job as a police officer, and she also loses Abe. Her and Abe separate for a while, and Lexi decides to go move with Jonah while she figure out what she wants to do with her life. During this time, Lexi starts getting lusty feelings for Jonah. And when I tell you, those fantasies were the hottest fantasies I've ever seen in my God-given life.
1: (laughs) You ain't lying.
0: Oh, how I rooted for her to just go ahead and do it. But anyways, her and And, Abe...
1: And that version of Wendy was so not when at the time yeah, that was, we just wanted yeah. her out
0: of the way but yeah her and Abe eventually gets back together but soon as her and Abe get back together Jonah starts to realize that he does have feelings for Lexi but then Milena got possessed and that all ended and they never talked about it again
1: yeah it literally paused paused
0: it, it ended they didn't <laughs> talk about it again it, it
1: it it disappeared but like I said but, jonas fantasies about lexi are kind of what ruined it but her fantasies about him
0: yes smoking hot but that is my number five y'all know my number five is always a throwaway tony number four
1: my number four um i actually just did some last minute uh rearranging on my list because this this uh came into my head after nick brought up his pick reminded me of a general hospital choice that i wanted to make and i am going with Laura, Stefan, and Luke.
4: Mm. Ooh. Okay.
1: Because you now when Stefan hit town, Laura and Luke were together. Like they they were they were kind of happy. They had, they had just gotten through a whole bunch of shit. Like she had just been cleared of murder. They were like finally back together and happy. And then Lulu gets sick. So then when Lulu gets sick, we find out she has aplastic anemia she laura ends up reaching out to Stefan so that they can bring his her we find out long lost son nicholas to town to save lulu and we, we finding out that nicholas existed was basically the end of well, te- well
0: technically i just watched this y'all so i remember it. <laughs> um, <laughs> technically laura didn't reach out to Stefan. Um, she reached out to. Well, she was just trying to get connections to the Cassidy family. Stefan found out, told Nicholas, went through the whole surgery, and they had no clue who his donor was. Oh, and so right. to town and told them.
1: And th- their first scene uh, was it on the pier? Yes. And he called like and he called out Lasha, and you just see them look at each other. Like, Luke and Laura are the couple you're supposed to root for because they're Luke and Laura, but maybe their chemistry between Stefan and Laura could not be denied. Holy mother of God. And this is before
0: we knew they were screwing.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but you could see it, like, literally they, like, they, they were giving sex eyes from the minute that they met each other because holy mother melted the screen every time. <laughs>
0: All this because Laura wanted to walk in the fall by herself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that is my number four.
0: Dylan, number four.
2: Okay, my number four is from Salem. And it's funny because we actually already mentioned it. It is the very first round of Hope, Bo, and Billy. Just that first round. The first <laughs> time that they did, I'm Wait, being very specific here. The very with, first time with thou with he who shall not be named.
0: gonna oh, say in
2: the with Robert. They ended, ended up
0: switching him midway through that too. So yeah, it was, with
1: with Robert Kilker, Kelly, Billy, and Gina, when you were actually kind of sort of rooting for Billy, yeah. I almost put this on my list, but didn't
2: because like Bo and Hope are the stuff that soap legends are made of. And like when it's Christian and Peter, no one is touching them for me, ever. <laughs> but like Lisa, Renna and Voldemort had like. <laughs> <right>?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we agreed that his name is Hansy McGee.
2: Not Voldemort. And <laughs> <laughs> like they had killer chemistry, y'all. And yeah, like Hansy
0: McGee was that man, bro.
1: To the point that I was actually rooting against Bowen and Hope because Robert Coker Kelly, I'm sorry, I had to say his name for this point, and Christian Alfonso had anti chemistry.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, it, uh,
0: they had it was, at first because when they first, like when Gina first came back from Maison Blanche, fire, fire. I just don't know what happened. The fire died out.
1: I mean,
0: we could, no, you no, know. <laughs> no, 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 we know why I'm just not going to, all that stuff is allegedly, so we but can't it's say like
2: that. The very first, like, and then even like when they switched it out, like what I liked about it was that it was just three really good people trying to figure out what was happening and how they felt and what they wanted and how to get it without being taken out of their character yeah and it was just all character driven drama and angst and emotion and like when when Bo made his choice and even though like the whole you know the Bo stand in me was like oh my god I got it like you you couldn't help but get it
1: wait are you saying when
2: he made his choice when Peter came back in the role yeah like with the whole pu- like the whole th- after the whole puzzle box and like before billy left and like and they did like their whole thing you know yeah like i i got it i wasn't I, like happy but
1: i got it i was pissed because like the way they writing did that they did bow and hope fans so dirty with that mm-hmm. Because they they teased the hell out of us and made us think that he was picking Hope,
2: only to swerve and have him pick Billy, and like it.
0: They still playing guys in ninety seven.
2: And it broke my heart, but I got I, I, because of the foundation that had been laid. I like I understood it, and that for me is like one of the hallmarks of a good triangle, where even if it doesn't end the way you want it to, you understand.
0: Like that's me with my number. Why one.
2: it ends, how it ends.
0: That that's me with my number one.
2: Did you did you
1: like the the chemistry between Lisa and Peter? No, um,
0: I didn't. That's was... why I didn't mind when she left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it's so it it just goes to show like how you need the right actor in the right role. Yeah. For pairings to pop it because like lisa and and an old boy they had it they had it but him and christian did didn't mm, that was not that wasn't giving what it needed to have gave but lisa and peter was not giving what it needed to have gave but peter and christian were just like Magic. Which so made him God. choosing
1: Billy that much harder because, like, story-wise, it
2: made sense, but the chemistry just wasn't there to match the choice. It it's just so interesting to look back on. It really is. And like that whole first round of that triangle was great. Everything that they did after that, like when Billy's cheese starts sliding off the cracker, it's it's a lot. Honestly,
1: it starts going, it starts going down south around the time of Bo and Billy's wedding at the end of 94. Cause that's when they started doing the that's when they started like running back the is she really hope thing or not? Because by that point they had decided that she wasn't hope. Then they started running it back again and it just that by that point it was like enough.
2: I liked it the first time around. And then very swiftly after that, I was like, ooh, don't, don't, y'all gotta stop doing this. <laughs> yeah. Good choice,
0: Dylan. Nick, number four.
3: Um, my number four is Sonny, Will, and Paul from Days of Our Lives. Oh, I forgot about that. Good <laughs> choice. Um, Sunny and Will were days' first gay couple. They were there. Like they were very popular, very successful, undeniable. I mean, I liked them, but <laughs> but when Paul entered the chat, a lot of things changed. And at the time, I think Guy Wilson was in the role, right? Or was yes. It right, right before he showed up.
1: Guy Wilson was in the role during the Paul Will affair.
3: Okay. So Paul Narita is Sonny's ex. They were engaged, fiancé
1: yeah no they never actually got engaged because i think he proposed but he wasn't ready to be out so he said no
3: and that broke them up yeah he's sonny's ex he's a famous baseball player and he shows up in town he's injured now i remember and um will is a budding reporter (laughs) and he decides he wants to interview paul narita well while he's talking to paul he's i guess he suspected something (laughs) because he he thinks paul is gay or closeted at least but paul's been running around town with uh, with women will deci- with all the women it was heavy handed as hell i'm like i could have been more subtle about this um but will decides hey i'm gonna just take one for the team literally he takes off his wedding ring and goes to oh he
0: took the- t- <laughs> t- <Come>, all right <laughs> didn't
1: his and- editor force him to take the ring off or was that his choice
3: I think that was his choice. From I don't remember his. I think his editor Im, like, implied, hey, just butter him up, get him there, give you something for this interview. I don't ever remember his his editor. I hate you. I hate myself for even putting that there. I don't remember his editor ever Man, Will said
0: saying. I'm gonna give him some bus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the editor ever saying sleep with him for the story or take off your wedding ring for the story. Um but
0: well, well, like Whitney Houston, Will said, I know the greatest of all.
3: <laughs> I remember watching that scene and I remember cussing at the TV and when Will took off his wedding his wedding ring before he went into the hotel room to continue this interview with Paul. And I'm like, there's no way in hell he's going to do this. And, <laughs> and then I forgot whose son I was talking about because it's Sammy Brady's child. And yes, he did. He slept with that man to get him to come out the closet. To give him the exclusive, so he could take it back to his editor, and I was like, "Yo, this is insane!" <laughs> like, and, the, and that's the thing, though—they never explicitly said that's why he
1: did it. I wish they did. They yeah, it, really gave us it was reason. basically
3: implied that that's why he did it.
0: Well, see, I always figured because we have only been with one man. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 By no, that point, no, yeah. no joke. He had only been with one man. Which I, I always found it weird that he married the first man that he got with.
3: Yeah, a lot of people have had an issue with that. And then that came out. It kind of fucked up a lot of shit. Did they divorce because of that? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Because rem- they divorced Sonny leaves.
1: Yep. He went to Paris to go work for Victor.
0: And, and then Will dies in that time. Will, Will is murdered at the hands of Sierra Baby Dad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then um, they bring back Sonny, and they put him and Paul together, and they're together for a while. But it, I don't think it was still the same, because I, I don't remember enjoying Sonny and Paul. Because
0: it was nothing enjoyable Joel would watch.
3: It w-
1: I think what happened was, we got a bad taste in our mouth with Sonny and Paul when Will came back, uh, when Sonny came back for Will's funeral because they were literally saying goodbye and low-key flirting at Will's grave like 48 hours after he was put in the ground
3: (laughs) that's messy as hell because even look even in death the triangle was still going um (laughs) but Will turns out to be alive Paul and Sonny have been together for a while now by this point and Will doesn't have a memory and Sonny's gonna make him remember no matter what
1: Oh, Sonny was
0: Captain Cole. Pro- and in that process, we ended up getting Will, Corita Jr.
3: Yeah, Will and Paul again, with Chandler Massey in the role. I really liked that version of them, but it also, I knew it was doomed.
0: And, I didn't.
3: <laughs> I love them. And I also, did, I, I did not like Sonny as a person at that point. Like, I was just over it. Because I'm like, Paul deserves better than this. He didn't ask for this. Like just I was
0: I was yelling for Matt Lot to move. move.
3: <laughs> but yeah, that triangle was a mess. Sunny eventually and Paul and Will did eventually get back together. Paul left. Um, but it was entertaining as fuck. And I think that was the first triangle I'd ever seen. That was quote unquote a legit triangle, and all the parties could sleep with each other. That rarely happens. And had slept with each other. <laughs> True. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not my number four. Okay, well, my number four, I'm going across the border for mine, y'all. Oh, you're
3: going what?
0: to Mexico? Yes, I'm going to Mexico.
3: Oh, we could
2: do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> my number four.
2: Shit. Is, We're going to
0: the barrio. Uh, We're going to the barrio, child. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Luis Fernando, Maria of the Slums, and Vladimir. <laughs> from the iconic 1990s telenovela Maria La Del Barrio. Y'all, I did not, I don't do subtitles. If I'm going to read, I might as well open up Gone with the Wind. But Dylan put me on and I was hooked from the first episode. Let me give y'all the rundown, child. The group chat has never
1: been the
0: same. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give y'all the rundown. I want all y'all, it's on YouTube. I will post a link on the podcast. Y'all need to get into it, child. Okay. First names first, we in the slums where we meet Maria, an orphan little girl who's being raised by her godmother. She's 15, but everybody knows she a good 27. Oh, my God. Dylan can back me up. That girl ain't no damn 15. Yeah,
2: they reached on that one.
0: But anyway, she's being raised by her godmother. It's her 15th birthday. And while she goes to confess her sins to the priest, her godmother dies right on the way out of the church. And on her godmother's deathbed, she made Father Honaria promise that Maria gets into a good home as a maid or something. Just get her out the slums because she was so poor, y'all. They didn't have hot water. She was bathing behind a sheet. Um, so Father Honaria decides to place Maria at the home of Fernando de la Vega. Fernando. Is such a good old man. He doesn't even have require her to be a maid. His goal is to make her a lady. In comes his drunken ass son <laughs> Luis Fernando, who has just who is just reeling from the heartbreak that he just had from his girlfriend slash fiance, Brenda. Because in Mexico, I don't know what it is, but if you a girlfriend, you might as well be a fiance at that point. I don't get it, but that's the rules they're playing, so I'm, hey, I'm following it. Brenda eventually leaves Luis Fernando for an old man, and he just becomes a drunken old bastard. So when he comes back from, where was he? He was in Europe, I want to say. Paris, yes, Paris. Paris. They were in Paris. When he comes back from Paris and finds Maria in his house, he goes, slap the fuck off. He wants nothing to do with her. But... His plan after returning from Paris was to basically be a menace to every woman he can find and cause the iconic Soraya, my t- my t- I can't even say her name, she- <laughs> Soraya, Soraya, a woman, an icon, a legend, <laughs> the cousin of Luis Fernando. But we
2: don't talk about that.
0: But, well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me get there. Let me get... Hold on. <laughs> let me get there. It's, we, it's weird. Dylan, you know where I'm finna go. I know. It's weird, but we ignore that. Basically, Luis Fernando's mother, Veronica, is basically like a La the type character. I'm convinced she wanna fuck her son. But anyway, she decides to plot to put Soraya and Luis Fernando together so they can be married or whatever. Larie, Not Luis Fernando... Soraya goes to her mammy maid who happens to be a witch to get some whatever the hell that was that was in there. I'm sorry,
1: did you say a witch? Yeah. Yeah, she's
0: a witch. She's a full-blown witch. Uh,
1: Did we segue Mm -hmm. into passions and
2: nobody told me? (laughs) Uh,
0: Listen. And look, she ain't Samantha Stevens, but she a witch. She did what
2: needed to be done. (laughs) She
0: did because she She made that concoction and Soraya fucked Luis and Nando that same damn night. Anyways, back to the story. Soraya and Luis Fernando fuck. That's when the wheels start moving. Soraya is not going to stop until she get her man, y'all. This whole time inserts Luis Fernando's brother, Vladimir, the good son of the family. He has made his intentions clear from day one that he is in love with Maria. He wants to marry Maria. But Maria turns him down because... I didn't tell this part of the story, but Maria had actually met Luis Fernando twice before in the chapel while he was praying, and she fell in love with him. Luis Fernando doesn't remember her at all, but she remembers him. So at that point, Maria was like, oh, we can be good friends. You're like a brother to me, but I love your brother. whole time, Soraya exposes that her and Luis Fernando slept together and that she's pregnant. And in Mexico, if you don't, if you have a bastard, you just lose your honor. You're gone. You can't do (laughs) nothing no more. So basically, Soraya maneuvered away to basically say that she was pregnant when she really wasn't, so she can marry Luis Fernando. By that point, Luis Fernando realizes that he wants to marry Maria and that he's in love. And he's been telling her all these sweet nothings, but ends up marrying Soraya anyway. During this time, Vladimir was like, i mean so he hops in and tries to hop down on maria that's cool and i i was in love with Vladimir maria but that was the third part of angst which i don't know why this is on my list but i just wanted to talk about it but <laughs> <laughs> but anyway a whole bunch of shenanigans go on fernando gets sick i thought they almost put my man down i almost stopped watching but anyways fernando gets sick maria feels bad she decides she wants to give a chance with Vladimir. They start dating for a little bit or whatever. But then Soraya, she started this whole plot with her mammy nanny to kill Fernando and Maria by poisoning her water. It all comes out after Fernando slaps the shit out of Soraya. It all comes out. Basically, Soraya had a man on the side that she was sleeping with because Luis Fernando would not touch her. They were sleeping in separate rooms at that point. He made it clear he wanted Maria. and He's just waiting to get this divorce child. Basically, the triangle ends when Soraya tries to kill the man that she's sleeping with and she falls out of a window and dies right down the street. And some may say, if you listen closely, you can hear me yelling, Lord, not Soraya in the background. Did you watch past that? Yeah, I'm I'm watching past it. Right now, Maria and Luis Fernando gets married, but two weeks after, they're all going out of town, like out of the country because Luis Fernando is building his father's business in Brazil. Well, Luis Fernando leaves on the plane. Vladimir happens to be at the house And he basically like, I have no ill will between you and my brother. Y'all are in love. I'm going to respect that. I just need to leave town to get my mind right. Maria being the good, saintly, good, godly woman that she is, she gives Vladimir a hug. Just so happens Luis Fernando's plane trip got canceled and he was leaving the next day. He comes back and sees that Maria and Vladimir are hugging, and he automatically jumps to they're having an affair. He, they waited till I left, and they're doing this under my nose. Luis Fernando leaves and basically says, I want nothing to do with neither one of y'all. I want a divorce. When he leaves, the next day, Maria finds out she's pregnant. Maria goes to Brazil to basically beg Luis Fernando to come back to her. And Luis Fernando basically said, I want nothing to do with you or my brother's bastard. Because at that point, he believes that Vladimir is the baby's father. Long story short, they skip pregnancy in two episodes. I, I kid you not. Maria was nine months pregnant. Two months late. Two episodes later, she gives birth to the baby and immediately goes into postpartum depression because Luis Fernando wasn't there. They keep her in the hospital for two days, and then she leaves the hospital and just runs the streets of Mexico. Mind you, she's going through postpartum, so she's literally—I don't know what in Mexico makes postpartum equal bonkers but she's literally walking the street hallucinating with the newborn with a newborn she has the newborn to a lady
2: the sausage lady
0: yes <laughs> so that the she
2: sausage can, vendor yes she
4: does
0: yes so that she can go and get something warm to drink and get her mind right she gets there she has no money and the shop owner yells at her this sends her into a spiral, and she literally runs in the streets and completely forget her baby, which I hear is a thing. When you have a newborn, you forget you have a baby until that motherfucker started crying. So <laughs> am I lying? So she runs off into the streets of nowhere and suddenly remembers that she actually does have a baby. At that point, she sees a random woman with a baby and tries to take the baby like, bitch, you stole my baby. They arrest Maria and send her to a sanitarium. By that time, Luis Fernando comes home. I don't know why he comes home. He say he ain't thinking about Maria, but girl, we know you can't see Maria. You ain't slick. Anyways, he finds out that Maria's missing and that she possibly had the baby. He figures out that the baby is actually his. The sausage Bender lady still has the baby and nobody knows where the baby is. But now they know that Maria's in the sanitarium and that's where I left off. Mind you, all this happened in a span of 30 episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: it's, yeah, it's a
4: lot. Wow. And
0: it's not
2: even... It, and, it's not e- and this is just the first half of the story. Because there's a whole back half that is even more bonkers.
4: I was going to say, that, like
0: maybe this... Took... That is my number four. I'm wow. going to post this on the podcast. So I want all of y'all to go watch this show.
4: 30 Tommy Matola's wife did. Like, the like thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is so wild. Cause you, you'd af- think that will take place like over a few years. No, but... wow. no. <laughs> that's, me up,
2: this show, it me starts up. at a hundred and just ramps up from there. Please send the link to this show, cause that sounds like <laughs> mess.
4: Just see, uh, see,
0: yet <laughs> y'all be ignoring me? I've been trying to give y'all the good gospel. Tony says she don't do subtitles, so I, I don't I. Left.
4: Don't.
2: I um, it's a mess. It, it's, it's it's so it's so over the top. It's so and like Arya you like camp so you will love it. Yes. It's it's crazy. And
1: it's I'm good with so subtitles crazy. because like I watch shows uh, shows with subtitles. So just link me up. I'm good with it.
2: So you I want to watch. I'm intrigued <laughs> Y'all,
0: I did not think I was going to get into that show. I was hooked.
2: I told you you were going to love Soraya.
4: I told you
0: man, rest in peace to a real motherfucking nigga. On my soul, she a real nigga. Also, I forgot to mention, (laughs) clarify the cousin part. Some Raya's mammy maid, whatever she is, was actually her mama. So they weren't cousins after all.
3: Oh, she was adopted? like
0: (laughs) Basically, a white man had slept with her mammy maid and up and left her. And again, in Mexico, if you have a bastard, your life just over. Also, the nanny maid was poor and working for a rich family. So she gave Soraya to them because their baby was born the same night but died. Uh, this
3: is a lot.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it, it starts out as a... Ma- Maria is literally picking through the trash. At trash. The they feel, like they scavengers. Y'all,
0: I kid you not. It's... She was so poor, she was bathing behind a sheet.
4: Like, it's when, alive. when
0: she moved into the mansion and they told her this is a bathroom this is where you shit and shower you would have thought she walked into the gates of heaven. <laughs> and she was like so I guess I'll just take a cold shower and Lupe's her, na- her maid I love Lupe. She-, she is a real OG. Her maid was like no baby we, we got hot water up in here. Look at this. <laughs> and Maria put her hand on the wall. She was like I'll be damned. <laughs> But, yeah, that is my number four. Watch the show, y'all. It's very intriguing. Tony, number three. Arya, my I linked th- you up.
4: <laughs>
1: my number three, um, it, we're, we're kind of going old school Salem. We're going back to days, but we're going old school. Um, and this triangle never really got a chance to fully happen on screen But the existence of this triangle drove so much story that I kind of had to go with it. And that's Victor, Sean, and Caroline.
4: Ooh!
0: Ooh.
3: Yeah, I I can't even argue with that.
0: That's a good (laughs) choice. I never would have picked that.
1: Because, and while we never got a chance to fully see this happen on screen, we should have, but that's neither here nor there. Um, their entire relationship is the reason that Bo exists. And the story of their affair basically decimated the entire Brady family in the 80s. But you rocked with it and you watched it because the chemistry between Peggy McKay and John Aniston... Was that good that you could believe that Caroline would risk it all for this man who was not her husband? It was
0: so good. I was mad when he chose Megan.
1: Right. That's I, and I was so upset that when Sean died in two thousand eight, that they never actually went there with See, Victor and Caroline. The thing
0: with soaps when you have an iconic care like triangle and one of the characters dies. They don't run that back and put them with the second person. They add somebody completely who doesn't need to be here at all to put them in a relationship, which I will bring that up in my number one.
2: Like I I loved Grandpa Sean. We all love Grandpa Sean, but man. He, he was ashes <laughs> to
0: ashes, dust <laughs> to dust.
2: <laughs> oh. Listen, I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
0: And then Take we know right Victor there. can talk that talk. So it I'm not understanding why he was
2: that, talking, he was talking that
1: talk to her in the 80s, but they never fully went. I mean, she was tempted more than once. It, it they got close to it, but it never
0: fully I'm sorry, but I'm so glad that didn't happen. I did not want to see Caroline get bust down like that. Mm-mm. That's like watching your grandma fuck. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need to show it, <laughs> but they always did with Victor, so
2: that's why he's exactly. And it's so weird because you would think with the Kimberly of it all that like Victor and Caroline would just be like a whole nope, nope, uh, uh-uh, don't want to go there. But
0: mind uh, you, Kimberly ah. thought that <laughs> Victor was her daddy for a minute.
1: Yeah, because she because re- she's I think didn't she see a letter. That revealed the affair, and she wasn't sure which one of her like whether it was her or Bo that was Victor's kid.
0: So wait, Kayla's older than Kim?
1: Kayla's the oldest. It's well, I think it's Roman no, Kayla. No, it's
3: Roman, Roman, it's Roman, Kim, Kim, Kayla, and then Bo. And I then. think it may they may have been doing it for a lot longer
0: than what we think. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably why Kim. So, and Bob, what,
0: so what you're telling me is because they have a significant age distance, Kim and Bo. They've been fucking for a good fifteen years under Sean's nose.
3: Or it could have been you, like, or could, they could have started, started and stopped.
1: Yeah, which I think is part of the reason why Sean and Victor were never like a hundred percent cool, like because Sean and Victor completely because Sean and Victor were friends, like they because
0: the I, I I would feel the way we got four children and it was a toss up on the last three. <laughs> <laughs>
1: On the last two, because I think Ro- Ro- Roman and Kayla's um paternity was never in question, but I think Kim and Bose was, or at least in Kimberly. But e-
0: even steel, if my second child and my fourth child is in question, I'ma question the
4: third. Uh,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Ooh. Michael said if six of y'all I, went out
0: <laughs> then four of y'all know. must be cheap. Because, uh, <laughs>
3: I never thought of that. Oh, wow.
0: See, see, I'm a nigga. I think like this.
3: No, I, I just genuinely forgot that Kim was an option at one point for being Victor's child. <laughs> like, well, because Or at least Kim thought she was Victor's child. I may
0: be terrible at algebra, but I know some paternity math.
1: Because if I remember correctly, when Kim found out she was pregnant and she thought there was a chance it could be Victor's because she slept with Victor to save Shane, it was while she was pregnant with Victor's Jesus child
3: Christ. that
1: she found out that Victor could potentially be her father.
3: Why she thought why she while she thought she was pregnant with Victor's child. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah.
3: That's a oh, mess in a right. half No wonder she split. I would have split too <laughs> <laughs> Even though I
0: know and that's on, not why she split. And on <laughs> that note. <laughs> <laughs> number three.
3: Who's who's first? Me?
2: I think it's Dylan. Oh, okay. Oh, Michael. Oh, this should
0: be fun. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Let me get my tomato.
2: <laughs> you are finna throw rocks at me, yo! <laughs> like bricks.
4: Oh no! Concrete
2: project. Concrete. <laughs> For my number three choice, we are going to Landview, and we starting as a triangle and ending up as a square. It's oh. Todd. Taya, Blair, and eventually Victor.
0: Oh, Dylan, how could you?
2: (laughs) I know that you are a Todd and Blair stan, like, from from the top to the toes. uh, Ten toes down, I know that that is your couple.
0: And and it's crazy, because I used to like Taya, and then Taya got in the way. (laughs) She got in the way, and I had to start that beef.
1: Okay, which t- which Blair and Todd
2: did you like, original or Trevor St. John? Like original. See, see, this is and this is where it gets confusing for me. Okay.
0: See, right. I like the Todd and Blair. where well, Blair was in that big ass mansion and told Todd to just go after she <laughs> just go after he basically set up Blair thinking that her baby was dead because he thought it was not his child.
2: Oh, when he thought, yeah, he Todd, Todd that has Oh <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Todd a, lot. a lot a lot was a lot he was
0: the, a lot the, I'm still stuck on how Cassie didn't get no damn Emmy for the so just go just go go and he left and left the door wide damn open
2: <laughs> and like the thing is I I loved Todd and Blair too but like I also loved taya and I really loved her with Todd and like Todd and Taya should not have worked on any level because when they started, he was just using her to get custody of Star. Thank and she you, was just... thank you. And sh- all she wanted was her check. Like <laughs> she did not care about this man. She did not care about his, this child. She did not care what, about what they were going through. She just wanted the commas in her account. And so like they should not have worked at all, but they had just like this real, I enjoyed they, they had great chemistry and it just worked for me and I found myself starting to root for them even though I would have been perfectly happy if he'd gone back across town to live his happily ever after with Blair and Star and it was like I always knew that Todd and Blair were the couple who were meant to be particularly when Roger was playing Todd Like, I always knew that it was going to be Todd and Blair. And Todd and Taya were just, like, you know, a tasty little side dish that I got to enjoy. And I also got to enjoy a really fun rivalry with Taya and Blair from that. So, like, I was Until it got racist. Yeah, until it got weird, yeah. But, like, it was good. It was fun. Everything was fine. I liked the triangle. We were going great. It was wins all around. And then Trevor St. John enters the chat. And I'm going to say something very controversial. Uh oh. His Todd was meant for Taya.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I disagree with the statement
2: because I've seen
0: both <laughs> versions. <laughs> and I'm, I might be jumping out the window, but I don't disagree.
2: And which is why, like, again, another possibly controversial statement, which is why when they. Because his Todd was not, it was not the, the same. Todd that I was used to. There were some things that were very fundamentally different. Yeah. And so when they uh, said... When they. T- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was because
1: uh, uh, are, are we talking pre rape or after we're not talking
0: about? Uh, I'm I mean,
3: saying. the whole of 08 was a mess, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I thought that was Todd Todd, so y'all know I was cussing.
2: He threw start out of stairs, so like it was right, <laughs> okay. I'm
4: just saying
2: his Todd was a little different than what I was used to, okay. Yeah. There yes. were some decisions made. There were some things that happened. I was a little confused at point. <laughs> <laughs> like Trevor said, and I enjoy, and like I enjoyed his time. i I, I, I liked him, but he I, there were some yeah. times where I was like, whoa.
3: are you sure you died?
2: You, you didn't come back from <laughs> Ireland quite right. like I don't know what when Mitch's boys beat your head in and rearranged your face. <laughs> some other things happened because you ain't quite right, homie. But, like, that's why when we found out that Todd wasn't Todd, it made total sense to me. <laughs> and, like, maybe I'm the only one, but it made total sense to me that, okay, no, this isn't Todd, this is Victor. That makes sense to me. Wish this show hadn't been canceled. But it's, like, his Todd, Trevor St. John's Todd, and Taya were perfect together his version of Todd and Blair they never quite worked the way that they should have they were board, they were borderline toxic in a bad way it just it, they never worked the way that they should have but Roger's version of Todd with Blair that was like that's perfection that's perfect that's they work like they need to work Whereas Roger's version of Todd with Taya, it's nice, but it's not, you know, that that's not the couple that's meant to be. So like all sides of the square were nice and they all worked, but like at the end of the day, everybody ended up where they were supposed to end up. And I liked the ride that, you know, we took to get there.
4: I
1: hate that Victor wound up in a body bag.
2: Mm -hmm, Let's not talk about it.
3: Let's not talk about it. The show ended because those two brothers could have driven story for decades.
2: Yeah. Oof. There was Nick. a lot of potential left on the table.
0: Nick. What?
2: number three. Oh. I was just thinking about one
3: life to live. I'm sorry. Um, my number three is a current one. It's airing right now. It's um over in Salem, Johnny, Chanel, and Allie.
0: Um, okay, now we do a recap on this every week.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I got to so talk much about it. Keep but it short. Yeah. Allie showed up. She was pregnant. We ain't going to talk about that. Um, but then her best friend showed up. <laughs> we never met. And there was this immediate connection. And you saw it immediately. And you're like, did they? And then they explained, no, it never happened. Chanel was like, I wanted it to happen though. (laughs) Lonnie and Kristen, (laughs) (laughs) and then they kissed one time. They said it was nothing, but it was clearly wasn't nothing to Allie
1: because it kept happening.
3: Yeah, (laughs) and then in comes Johnny in August, and he is immediately smitten with. Chanel he's all in he's like he's just and it I wasn't sure about the triangle for a long time because it just seemed like Johnny and Chanel were having fun and they were fun to watch but there wasn't a lot of substance the clear emotional weight was with Ali and Chanel who Ali was struggling with her feelings and she was trying to move on with her life but it was clear that she still had feelings for Chanel and then once they got married after the possession now we're seeing just how messy this triangle can be because they did a lot of work
1: to be this summer
3: yeah they did a lot of work on the back end with Johnny and Chanel to show us just how emotionally connected they were and I'm excited I'm I'm here for it I cannot wait I want it to be messed I want Johnny I want Chanel and Allie to screw again the night chanel finds out she's pregnant with johnny's kid that's what i want that's what i, I want some mess like that <laughs> and i hope we get it i don't know if and, we'll get it but least, i hope we get at
1: it at least with this triangle we know that there is not going like because the one thing i always hate about triangles is that triangles always end up in who's the daddy
3: yeah there's no who's the daddy <laughs> so it could only be <laughs> one
0: <laughs> you know what for so my number
2: three <laughs> i was gonna but uh, they, we're not doing this. <laughs> they really do have a great base for this triangle
3: they have massive potential they just have to play it to the help
1: and write them
3: well individually as well yeah that's my number three
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so for my number three i'm going to my favorite soap opera town of pine valley oh you're
3: um, only number three, I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm dead. I, I thought that would see,
0: see it's I'm not worried. who you're thinking. It's not who you're thinking. Let me finish. My number three is Jackson Montgomery, uh, Erica okay. Kane, and insert name here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you insert up? name? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> because at the end of the day, no matter who Erica was with. Jackson Montgomery was her man. I don't care if she was married. Jackson Montgomery was her man. But, you know, for the sake of talking about an actual story, I'm going to put a name on the insert name here. Travis Montgomery. (laughs) This triangle between Jackson, Erica, and Travis is the reason why I hate Bianca Montgomery to my core. Because when that triangle was finally coming into fruition and Erica didn't know who she was going to choose, was she going to choose her baby daddy or the love of her life? Jackson Montgomery planned a whole fucking wedding and didn't even know if Erica was going to show up. Erica got to the wedding. I was like, oh, they finna get married. We finna win. We finna get a W, y'all. When she said she's choosing Travis so Bianca can have a family. I almost threw my shoes through the TV. And
1: not in a good way.
0: <laughs> because again, fuck these kids. I never understand how these soap characters be staying together for the sake of the children. Whole time the children be wanting y'all to break the fuck up so they can have some peace. <laughs> but
1: wasn't Bianca pushing for her parents to get back together if I
0: remember? Bianca was five. She shouldn't have no say in that shit. Anyways. I'm <laughs> um, fast forward to oh lord i can't think about it without getting misty eyed to when mona died
4: Ooh. Um,
0: oh um lord do not cry michael <laughs> um when everyone got to the house to console erica and jackson was there at that time erica was single Because her and Travis broke up. Which again, why did you get with the fucking man if it wasn't going to fucking last? But anyways.
2: Okay, points though.
0: Jackson got there. And Erica says, Jackson, thank you for coming. I know you didn't have to come. And Jackson said, I love Mona. Almost as much as I... And he stopped himself and walks away. God damn it, Agnes! You did me dirty. You did yeah, me dirty. Okay.
1: You may hate me for asking you this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Was he the one who picked her up off the floor when she fell at the roadside? Yes. Yes.
0: Oh. <laughs> <sighs> We we took ma- massive A's, but we finally got Jackson and Erica like we deserved, and then they broke up on the last fucking episode.
2: Oh, God, that's right.
0: As I sit here trying not to have a stroke.
2: <laughs> it was a lot.
1: I
4: completely, was a forgot,
1: I completely forgot about her speech and that she basically left him standing there in the chair in the living room. He did go after her, though. So.
0: And she turned around, but we'll never know because it ended on a cliffhanger.
1: Fuck you, Prospect Park.
0: And they didn't pick that story up either. So they did
1: not that angle of it, not that part
0: exactly. So, so, so again, they didn't pick that story up. At the end of the day, Jackson Montgomery was the man for Erica. He was a man. He was a man. He was a man. He was a man that never made Erica damn her light for the sake of their relationship until she started getting out the way then he had to put his foot down. And I've never seen a man talk that talk while putting his foot down the way that Jackson Montgomery did. And that is why they're my number three. Tony, number three. Was that a good choice?
2: that was a good
0: good choice choice. i hate i put insert name here but
2: i mean you're not wrong because
0: jackson and erica were very much like john and marlena jackson was always a lingering finger in the bedroom no matter who was in erica's bed (laughs) (laughs) but yes tony number two okay
1: my number two um I was going to choose uh, Johnny, Chanel, and Allie, but since Nick covered it, I am going to swap this out with one of my backups. Um, and this might be a bit of a controversial pick, and it's one that I didn't expect to be rooting for.
0: Let me pull the tomatoes right <laughs> out. There. Huh?
1: No, you may, you may not, you may not find this as controversial. Um, Neil, Mickey, and Maggie
0: put the tomatoes away. <laughs>
2: You know what? I I need to really go back and look at Neil's like stories because every time I because you know I don't watch in order, I just like go ran, like traveling through random episodes or story arcs.
0: You'd be quite like, leaping it. Yes. <laughs>
2: truly. And like I swear to y'all, every time I've landed on something with Neil in it, he is being so mean. Like yeah.
0: I, <laughs> She not (laughs) lying.
2: No, she's not. But
1: but there's there's context and reason that that yeah, see that that and I'm missing that. So
2: I'm like, I need to because I'm trying to understand like because he's hollering at people. What is wrong with (laughs) you?
0: But see, you know, the way you feel about Neil, that's how I feel about grandpa (laughs) Sean.
1: I read about this affair before I had seen it because I'm the type of person, like, when I'm watching something and I don't particularly enjoy something, I need to read ahead to see exactly how long I have to endure certain health. So I was, I think I was trying to figure out exactly how long baby Howie was going to be here because this was all happening in 1991. And if you're a Jack and Jennifer fan, you know exactly how bad that story was. So I was doing some reading to see exactly how long my hell was going to last. And I had stumbled on something about Neil and Maggie having an affair. Now, I had read that and I was completely confused and like, what the fuck? Why would this ever be a thing? So I was prepared to go into it completely hating it. And then I'm watching it and I'm actually rooting for it because Mickey has become so work-obsessed that Maggie is basically becoming an afterthought. So Maggie- A is single old, mother. A, a single mother. She is lonely and Neil is there and they start striking up a friendship. They start working together and then feelings end up kind of just- <sighs> <happen>. Apparently, Cardi <laughs> agrees with me. Um,
0: she watched the store too.
1: um and feelings just kind of ended up happening and then we find out that neil is actually sarah's biological father now this was this was a weird retcon and, and and it goes into a whole bunch of history and it touches on things but it ended up becoming a thing where maggie actually asks him do you love me for me or do you love me because i'm the mother of your child and it actually like it got to a point where I was almost rooting for her to choose Neil because Mickey was not deserving of her love in that moment. And I never expected to feel that way. And that is why they are my number two.
0: I know we trash days for killing off Neil, but after seeing her, our father, he does not need to be on the screens no more. Wow. I'm just saying. Like. We always talk about how the optics weren't seen. They saw the optics there. <laughs> but Dylan, number two.
2: Okay, my number two is probably going to be a little controversial for some people, but I think amongst this podcast and probably friends of this podcast, y'all will y'all will see the vision and we will touch and agree. My number two is Carrie, Austin, and Mike.
4: Yes! Yes!
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we are rooting for freedom. <laughs> and like, this was the one when I said earlier that most of mine were picks where I would have been happy with either side of the triangle. This is the exception.
4: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, no <way. laughs>
2: I have not ne- listen, I have never made a secret of the fact that I didn't really fully appreciate Carrie as a character back in the day. And I had absolutely no cares to give about Carrie and Austin as a couple. Like, I, I don't blame you. They, they, they were not for me. They were not for me. They they were they. maybe for some of y'all. They, they were not for me. So when Mike entered the chat, I really thought that it was going to be Yet another prop, yet another just you know, little roadblock on the way to Carrie and Austin, being Carrie and Austin.
1: If you had run this back like four like 15 times in four years by this, right.
4: You-
2: <laughs> so it's like I was over, I was over it. I was over it. I was like, whatever. Oh now, now we're using Mike. This is great. What? Okay. How how long? How many months are we gonna sit through this? <laughs> and like, I just I didn't care. And then a funny thing happened. Like, the more time Carrie spent with Mike, and the more I got to see them interact, the more I really, really started wanting her with him. And the more I started appreciating Carrie, because I was like, wait a minute,
0: maybe Kara's a I- person away from her husband.
2: Uh, okay. I was like, maybe I don't dislike her. Maybe I just don't like her with him. It's kind of like how Michael feels about Chad and Abby currently.
0: I was going to say that, but you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and like, I got invested and I started rooting for them. And then the weirdest thing happened the show actually, like, sort of giving this. them a chance. And I was like, what? is happening here like okay i know we've all seen the whole flying bed and <laughs> thank you christy clark for choosing to leave because had she not i don't think we would have gotten like and, and carrie is the end game and i was just it was so unexpected it was so unexpected and i enjoyed it and i enjoyed them and I, like i
0: that's who carrie should have slept with on um, caroline's funeral
2: like or even I, alice's yeah. funeral ah I just did not see it coming and I just I loved it and like even the triangle aspect of it like I got it Austin was Austin and Austin had always been it for Carrie and so I understood why she was conflicted and why she but uh,
1: and she also didn't know any better other than Austin because Austin was I don't because I don't cap Julio Austin was literally the only person she's ever loved it's all she knew
0: not only that when you spend four years fighting someone to try to get your man back you ain't trying to just let it go yeah yeah
2: (laughs) even if if it's not
0: working for you anymore you i had to beat my sister's literal ass for this man (laughs) more
2: than once (laughs) It's like this was the first time for me that I actually saw someone else as a legitimate threat to the, like, foregone conclusion of Carrie and Austin living happily after after.
0: And the thing is that makes me love Mike and Carrie so much, after years of seeing Carrie telling her feelings and opinions to Austin... And he just basically shit on them and making her feel like some kind of shrew for having feelings. And then you go and watch her with Mike and every feeling that she had, whether it be resentment, whether it be anger, whether it be sadness. Mike, even if he didn't understand it fully, he was there for her. He did not invalidate her feelings. Austin has proven, I mean, look at Beyond Salem. Austin does not care about anybody's feelings in that moment, except for he is until he realizes he really, really, really fucked up and Carrie's about to leave again.
1: And whenever Carrie and Mike see each other, there's always a little bit of a spark there, because even when they had scenes, because they made sure to give them a moment when he came back for Alice's memorial in 2010, and that spark was still there.
2: I mean, like, to this day, I still want them. And I feel like that tells you how successful this whole triangle was. Because, like, Carrie and Mike honestly should have just been doomed. And it should have just been something that no one invested in and nobody cared about. And, like, we didn't really pay any attention to. Because we had been down this road. We'd every time they threw a third party in there it was just a roadblock it was just an obstacle you knew not to take it seriously because it was just it was always going to be Carrie and Austin and I Mike was just the first time where it was like wait a minute you know what no actually it's not always going to be Carrie and Austin I just I don't know I loved it I this worked for me
0: Nick, number two. Um,
3: my number two is from Days, and it was almost my number one, which shocked the hell out of me, because when I was watching it, I hated one half of their guts. But <laughs> it was EJ, Sammy, and Rafe.
0: Oh, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs>
3: which
1: half did you hate?
3: I hated Rafe. Oh, see? Mm. But that was, I and that was when but that was when I was watching. But now and when they recently revisited Rafe and Sammy, like when he slept with her, when she thought EJ was dead, I was like, okay, I can see how this happened. But when
0: I started watching That was a mercy fuck come on. <laughs> but when I, I started watching for- I forgot about
2: that, <laughs> but yeah, I- same.
0: But we
3: met Rafe and he was quote unquote protecting Sammy because she was in witness protection, right?
1: Yeah, because she had
3: yeah. just witnessed uh, the mayor's murder on so, EJ's doorstep, and EJ and Sam were just toxic as fuck. She was pregnant with his, well, it was with his baby. Yeah, yeah, and Rafe was just like he was very protective of her, but he kind of like he he always called Samuel his shit, and I didn't exactly. like it. let' see
0: I, I didn't like it mainly because. This is clearly a reboot of Roman and Marlena. <laughs> that, yeah. That's so why I couldn't get into. People it.
3: have said that, but like, and at the time I did not care for it. But I, it, it grew on me later. Um, but I think EJ, Sammy, and Rafe was the first time I saw a triangle where one character didn't have to go under the bus because. I'm uh, only saying that I'm only saying that because EJ and Sammy were accustomed to doing terrible shit. <laughs> so that was just who they were. I don't ever remember them having Rafe do anything terrible.
1: No, Rafe's character just got destroyed to make them like literally destroyed. Like he literally re- remember Tale of Two Wraiths.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but but we but it didn't destroy Rafe. It was fucked up that it happened. But like Rafe didn't orchestrate it.
1: No, no, Rafe didn't work, but I don't mean destroyed in the way, like, in, in, like, the he-turned-evil way. I mean, they literally had to, like, delete Rafe out of existence temporarily in order to give EJ and Sammy a shot.
4: Yeah.
3: And they, they were determined to give EJ and Sammy a shot, but they never, I like I appreciate the fact that Rafe as the good guy never was trashed in that moment. Sammy and EJ were just toxic as fuck. They were always gonna fuck some shit up. It, yeah, it was either, either one week it was his turn the next week it was her turn and rafe was just there kind of like trying to love her and he was he loved her he loved her hard. he loved her kids he, he loved sammy yeah. and sammy
0: just Usurper.
3: sammy just wouldn't cooperate <laughs> he, like was, sammy he
4: wasn't then this is
3: this isn't this isn't the same because let's be real. EJ was the usurper because hello, Lucas.
0: Oh, okay. Well, y'all got me there. Okay.
3: <laughs> but like, and I hate
2: it. Yeah, Rape and at the, the time. time that Rafe came in, e- Sammy was terrified of EJ. Like, yeah, it, she, she was literally terrified. She was
3: scared of him.
2: Like, she
1: didn't even tell him that she was pregnant. She let him think their child was dead because she didn't want her child anywhere near him.
3: Listen, she was about to marry, she was about to marry the man and then shot him in the face when she found out. In <laughs> head. She, um, I, I remember watching it. I'm like, wait a minute, they're in
1: love? Are we sure? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, they, I remember when that shooting video leaked. It leaked? Yeah.
3: Oh, I think that was before I was on soap Twitter. Oh my god. I know they this. It, it, it
1: wasn't even on Soap Twitter. It had leaked on a message board. I think it was like on like Daytime Royalty or something. And I remember seeing the clip and going, holy crap.
3: I remember doing a happy dance because I was so excited because I couldn't (laughs) stand Sammy and EJ at the time. But like EJ, Sammy, and Rafe, like if you're going to write a triangle, write that at the very least. Give me something where it's obvious one pairing is undeniable, but the other pairing has has so much root value that you can't deny them. And I wanted to deny it sammy and Rafe at the time but you can't deny them long term
1: you re- you really couldn't because the chemistry with galen and Allie it like, was I just,
3: it was there
1: i just remember the locker room scene like right before she like he was either i think it was right after she would decided she wanted to marry ej like uh Rafe and sammy like almost did it in in the in the in the locker room or in this yeah i think it was like in the gym locker room and like they and but he stopped and he's like you're getting married so we can't do this, and she just kind of looked at him like well tell me not to.
3: I was so pissed when what's his name's Johnny oh shit I was about to call him Cyclops.
2: Um, <laughs> Johnny- oh, wow.
0: And on that note, you know what? When they cheated, no, nope. no. Nope.
3: <laughs> I was.
0: I, I- nope. okay. So from my- no. Okay. So for my. So for my number two, this is the portion of the podcast okay. where I get rock thrown at me i have two I have two options just in case I can't use my first option. So for my number two, my number two is Eli, Lonnie and Kristen.:
1: That's not an actual triangle. They never played it. Switch it out, sir.
0: Fine. <laughs> Kristen definitely played it, but wow. <clears throat> Since that's a mulligan, here's my second choice. Sonny, Carly, and Jason on the GH. Because, and this is why it's my number two, because it's painfully obvious that if Jason could get pregnant, he would have Sonny's 11th child. So, yeah. That's the direction I
1: thought you were going with that, but okay, I can't even argue it.
0: Look at the material. Look at it. Jason has literally thrown every woman he's ever loved... Well, been with under the bus for either Jake for either Sonny or Carly, those are his two baby mamas. So, yeah, that's my number two. I'm You're surprised.
2: you do not, wrong. <laughs> You're not no, like uh, <laughs> me. And look how he father, threw
0: Liz, look how he have, threw Liz and Sam under the bus.
2: Like, we have talked, and honestly, like. Sunny, Carly, and Jason really should have been like the first silk throuple. poly couple, on, because like there was, there was never any getting in between that unit, and it was so like, because even when all three of them were in other
1: relationships, they always went back. Like because Jax had a big issue with Sunny and Jason because Carly was always entwined in their mess, even when yep. they were together.
0: It's it's like I just know if Jason had a wound, he would be on some Ashley Abbott shit with Sonny Spire.
2: Like it they were just and every and it's funny because every relationship that they ended up having, their partners would eventually call them out on it. Like you can't you could go all the way back to like Jason and Sam's jailhouse breakup. Where Ooh. she's like confronting him about the way he always.
0: <laughs> Which is why I don't understand why
2: and
0: Carly. Sam and Carla at are cool and close now. Because to me personally, I should slap you every, every chance I get. I should just slap you down where you stand. Because I may not have been going here all the way. But again, it was always on in my house. I remember when I was a kid. And Carly would literally run up in Sam's house and just flat out disrespect her. And Jason would not say shit, not say I nothing.
2: It, I think it pivoted in the Billy Miller years.
0: It, it is just very, 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 to very. To be
2: fair, though, y'all know it disturbs my spirit when I have to defend Carly. To be fair, Sam was the usurper in that situation.
1: And Carly, Carly had a reason to dislike Sam, you know, in a way.
2: Because yeah, because
0: she what, did what, sleep with her husband. Exactly. At the same time, Jason was married to Sam at that point. You ain't letting nobody, friend, family, come up in your house and disrespect your wife.
2: And now you see why I have never wanted my faves paired with Jason Morgan. Do we? And do we (laughs) want to talk about the fact that Jason and Sam only became a thing because he was trying to save Sonny and Carly's marriage?
4: Hello. Yeah,
2: like the whole. I have always and like people get. I, and it's so weird because I sound like a Jason and Carly shipper when I have never, ever, <laughs> ever, you Carly ever death. cared about either one of them like that. Like, I jumped off the Jason Morgan train the minute he made Robin live in that goddamn ooh, cottage. Ooh, God, that car- like, that was it. Like, all of y'all are late. To the Jason Morgan hate train. I have been here since the 90s, okay? <laughs> like, oh. so I have never shipped Jason and Carly ever. But I have always maintained that Carly is the only logical end game for him because she is the only woman that he has ever compromised and sacrificed for.
1: Because he never lied until Carly.
2: Every other woman that he has been with has had to be the one making the compromises and making the sacrifices and doing the fighting for them. But when it comes to Carly, he will move heaven and earth and go through hell and high water for her and her children. And that to me tells you Mm -hmm. everything you need to know about where his priorities are. I, I mean, I... You could say
1: he would. He's never really had the chance to do it for Morgan and Joss, but he would damn sure do it for Michael. Yeah.
0: The way he was crying at Morgan' grave like that, yeah, uh, you would think so. When he first came back, remember? Yeah, oh,
2: that's right. Yes, that's true. And uh, and I think a lot of that though is just because like Morgan, prior to like brian craig entering the chat morgan was the good kid morgan was morgan never caused any trouble morgan never caused any drama morgan was the quiet middle he was like morgan was basically middle kid like he never rocked the boat all of the drama was always centered around michael and he sucked up like all of the attention and all of the focus because it was always something with him Mm.
0: <laughs> and on yeah. that note, wait, wait, but before
3: we go, wait. Just think about it. The way Jason sacrificed for Carly all of this time, someone told me that the only person he would not let her do no wild shit with was Emily. Yeah. What if Jason had a daughter? Do you uh, think that would change?
0: Mm, no.
3: Yeah. No. Damn. But I mean. That would be the other See. two children.
0: Well, first, they're,
3: they're boys. <laughs> Look at the, other they're two. boys, and the only boy he but gets the Emily is
0: Michael. Still, that's your child. That's your child. Yes. Your child. But uh, even then, when you throw up the Emily card, that's his sister. His and I think sister.
2: yeah, and I think what it is is that Emily was like the first person he's connected with. Emily accident,
0: but no, that's his baby sister. I if. It was an older sister, I promise you. Jason would have been like, Look, y'all need to figure this out because I'm not going to be doing this all day. But with his baby sister, of course, he'd be like, Now look, you're going to have to shut this shit down. Because
1: Emily was the only one he ever got violent with Sonny. About, yeah. With, oh, like,
2: yeah. Sonny was, and
1: Jason literally broke up over Emily.
2: He, uh, <laughs> you can, like, you can say, Yeah, I, she's not lying. Like, you can say a lot about Jason Morgan, but the one relationship that I that he literally, like, Emily and Michael were, like, head and shoulders above everybody else. And there was just something about his relationship with his sister that were, like, Emily was everything. for. Like, I think that... And even Carly knew it. Yes, even Carly knew it. And I think that's why she never, even when the whole Emily and Sunny thing went down, like, as how uh, aggressive as she kind of got with Emily it was nothing compared to what she put other women who had tried to be with Sunny <laughs> like she like she was at Carly was at like a four with Emily she <laughs> never like I, like I remember Emily slapped the shit out of her and <laughs> and
1: Carly didn't slap her back if I remember right Yep. So, like, she, she knew she knew she, her she, place. Because she knew she, knew if she crossed. Because she knew Emily is the one person that if she tried to push out of Jason's life, Jason would pick Emily over Carly.
3: Mm. I'm, I'm, I've always been so curious about that. If Jason ever had a daughter, would it? She ever supplant Carly in his life?
0: No. He's the way we have
2: father. no faith.
0: <laughs> <A terrible laughs> but um, I could imagine
3: Carly being jealous over Newport. I really could. <laughs>
0: Tony, number one.
1: My number one uh, it's probably one of the most iconic triangles that Days has ever had.
0: I knew and you I... was going to have this one.
1: <laughs> you knew it. It's John Marlena and Roman. And as much as this became a one-sided triangle because the writers made a choice to go in a certain direction, before that choice was made, you could honestly see it for either one as long as it's Deidre, Drake, and Wayne Northrup, because Deidre had chemistry, different chemistry, but chemistry nonetheless, with Drake and with Wayne. And she, you know, and Roman and Marlena were one of the big couples of the 80s. They were very popular. So, and then that popularity continued when they brought Roman back in the form of Drake Hogeston. So fast forward to 1991, and we find out that John, is John and not actually Roman. And that real Roman has been presumed dead on an island for the last seven years. And now you're kind of left with Marlena having no idea what to do because she loves both men.
0: Not only that, she literally just got back herself.
1: And, And she literally just got back herself. Like she's trying to catch up on five years that she missed with her children, five years that she missed with who she thought was Roman. And it it should be noted that John's version of Roman and Marlena were literally only together less than a year before everything went crazy. So the fact that they cemented that much chemistry in such a short amount of time tells you how iconic they are.
0: That's why they keep bringing the damn piercing up.
1: its I mean, the piercing is so good. Like, it's...
0: I mean, I'm not shitting on it, but it the because Marlena and John Roman, whatever the hell we call it now, um, had such a short time. I've noticed that they don't use that portion of their marriage in their flashbacks often.
1: They literally use the 86 wedding when she woke up from the coma before they got married in 86, and then the
4: pier,
0: and that's it. Whereas, let's say, Bo and Hope there's a treasure trove of
4: yeah. scenes
0: they can use for memories.
1: But you're right, with John and Marlena they don't have a whole lot, but what they have is iconic. And then you've got Roman and Roman and Marlena who had had history and chemistry too. It was different, but it, it was still good. But the writers made a choice to go with John and Marlena and unfortunately Roman got sacrificed and beaten to a pulp basically so that John and Marlena could be a thing but I almost wish they didn't do that and they had given them a fair a fully fair chance at actually exploring both sides of it because that would have driven so much story for so
2: many years had they done that
0: good choice Tony number one
2: Okay, hey, if y'all knew me, y'all know this was gonna be my number one. <laughs> um it's it's Brenda Jackson and from General Hostel. And makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> let me explain a couple of things. First of all, like I me, was myself and I
0: was Jack the one with the motorcycle.
2: No, that no, was no, Jagger. That's Jagger. You're thinking of Jagger.
0: Oh, never mind then.
2: You <laughs> know think- who Jax is, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He who shall not be named, right?
2: (laughs) Oh, oh, him. This is the remix.
0: (laughs) Oh, him. Okay, it was this
2: is is before he became a
4: magamar. Yeah,
0: again, the only Brenda relationships I remember is the one with Jagger, and I only saw a promo of that. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. That's all I needed, and Sonny.
2: But, and the thing with me is, I've uh, again, I have never made a secret that I don't give a candy coated damn about Sonny Corinthos unless. Leave my fave, alone. I, I don't care about him at all unless and until Brenda Barrett enters the chat. And in the 90s, Brenda and Sonny had my teenage heart and Cupid's chokehold. Like they were my everything like they were sexy they were dramatic they were angsty they were fun they were dynamic they were passionate and they were just everything love in the afternoon was supposed to be and that was my couple and my couple was gonna get married and have pretty little babies with cute little dimples and run port charles (laughs) and live happily ever after and that's what was supposed to happen And like what happened was right, I was convinced that I was never ever ever in my life going to want to see Brenda with anybody but Sunny. And then and even when Lily happened, I was like, you ain't nobody, because if you were you
0: just miss (laughs) Manny.
2: Listen. (laughs) If you were watching, and this is why I say revisionist history. Because if you were watching at the time, you know that Lily was never a problem. She was there, but she might as well have not been because Sonny never ever, ever took his eyes off Brenda. And even entire she entire Like he even when he chose to stay with Lily because of her pregnancy, and he gives her this big speech about the great future that they're gonna have with their child. Even then, he never tells her that he loves her because he didn't. He wasn't in love with her and everybody knew it. So it's like Lily was not, a, Lily was no real obstacle. She was just, you just a roadblock. Eventually you will be moved. Like we didn't care. It, you, it's fine. It's whatever. And then along comes Jasper Jax. And Jax was not meant to be anything but the male version of Lily. A really pretty obstacle. That is the safer, smarter choice, but has no chance. You have no shot, And that's exactly what he was at first. But a funny thing happened on the way to my cute little dimpled babies.
0: That never happened.
2: Uh, that never happened. We don't want to talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it.
4: She had that a baby with so, a so, random. Was- <laughs> that was so, <laughs> so
0: dumb.
1: That child she had with baby Balkan should have been Sonny's child or Dante's child. And it
0: made sense to be Sonny's child because when she left, the timing would have been. I
2: don't
4: want to talk about it.
2: My heart. But it's like Jax just, he loved her so completely and with such conviction and devotion. And he was safe for Brenda in ways that Sonny never could be. And I don't mean like physically in terms of the mob, I mean like emotionally. Yeah. He, he, he loved her in ways that Sonny just never really could. And Brenda fell in love with Jax, and so did I. But just like Brenda, I, I never stopped loving her with Sonny. And it was a back and forth where both sides made points and made sense and were powered by nothing but love and chemistry. And to this day, you have people debating which one of those men is Brenda's real soulmate and real happily ever after. And that to me is like the home gold stamp of a triangle when someone who really should have no shot whatsoever comes out of nowhere and actually becomes a signature a part of a signature couple for the show because jackson brenda became their own thing in their own right and that does not happen often
4: doesn't
0: well then that was also a good choice nick number one
3: um like dylan said if you know me you probably would know this about me um my number one is from the Young and the Restless. God help me. And, <laughs> and it was Neil, Hillary, and Devon. I
1: knew it. <laughs> oh, it
3: was God. good at
0: first. Go
3: ahead. Um, Hillary came to town scheming against the Winters family because she blamed Neil for her mama's death. They were drunk together and she died. Whoop-de-doo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Neil, because Neil was such a good man, he forgave her, and he helped her turn her life around, and I noticed um, one thing Hillary always craved was, after she turned her life around, was acceptance. She wanted to be, she wanted to fit in. She didn't like being an outcast, and Neil kind of like, he did a lot for her self-esteem. He was just nice to her, and I hated it, but he was, he was, he was really nice to her. And then they went from being friends and him trying to hook her up with Devon to suddenly dating and then suddenly getting married. (laughs) And I was like, oh, so they, cause they were flirting with Devon and Hillary the entire time Neil and Hillary's friendship was starting. And I was like, Okay, so Neil's gonna play matchmaker for them. And then when they started dating, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, then so they're not gonna do this. And I was I was pissed, I was upset. I was like, I don't get it. Why would they do this? But I understood a little bit of Hillary's reasoning. She was like, I just I she accepted Neil's way of thinking because she wanted to so badly to be accepted because she wanted to change her life, but Devon. And Hillary's connection was, and chemistry was literally undeniable. You could not downplay that for too long. They tried. They tried for, I think, about nine months. Because even the first time they slept together, Hillary was, Devon was about to leave town and hillary was like no don't go like just stay and he was they like had why? a
1: plane moment
3: <laughs> no they weren't there was no plane he told her they were in the laundry room at his hotel and he told her <laughs> that he was leaving town and she was like wait why are you leaving he was like i can't stay here and this is after she had married neil and then um she was like i don't want you to leave but he was like yeah i'm leaving and when he's about to leave he has a conversation with neil because he tells neil he's leaving and neil was like it seems like you're running from something whatever it is don't run stay and finish it and he had no idea right (laughs) that he was telling his son to go after his wife but he was devon and hillary's they did a lot of romantic shit with them like I mean, one time I don't know how but this was. This pissed me off because Devon was newly rich and he bought a used Rolls Royce, and, <laughs> and they were driving and the car stalled. And I don't think maybe he didn't know how to use it at the time, so they got stuck on the side of the road. And oh, they, I remember this scene. They sat on the side of the of the car and they just talked and they talked about their dreams and their aspirations. And we found out Hillary had this weird fear of cows. <laughs> and then the neil went blind how did he go he was okay he was electrocuted so he bought hillary a house that was a it was a wedding gift he bought hillary a house and there was some faulty wiring neil got electrocuted and he went he lost his eyesight and when he did neil gave hillary like a divorce on a silver platter he was like i don't want to be a burden to you you can go i'm giving you a divorce and she said no the only problem is she said no right after she and Devon had slept together for the first time. And and Devon walked in on their conversation of Neil being so excited about Hillary choosing to stay in their marriage. And I think that lasted probably until about early, early the next year, where it was clear that they had decided. And I was shocked because at that point, Christoph St. John as Neil was the, black male on the canvas every black woman that came in on into genoa city was paired with neil and if there was another man involved it was third party angst, as we like to say and devon up until that point hadn't had a successful romance they did not write brighton as a romantic lead he had one consistent girlfriend who he cheated on years ago with his play aunt and outside of that he didn't have a romance He didn't have a romantic life. So when Devon and Hillary happened, it was very new and very different because it's something that we had never seen before, only because of the politics and the dynamics on that show. Like for a long time, Neil was the centerpiece. And at that moment, you quickly realize, oh, it's the changing of the guard. And we're supposed to be transitioning to the next generation. It was like pulling teeth because for a long time, and that's what, I, that's what pissed me off about it a lot because after they decided that Devon and Hillary were going to be together, after the affair was exposed, Neil, they kind of had Neil clinging on to scraps. They, never, they wouldn't give him a new, another serious love interest. He was always a factor in Devon and Hillary's relationship. And I think that soured a lot of people, myself include, included on the character, but it didn't need to be that way. Of Neil? Yeah, they Neil got creepy, like
2: <laughs> and see that is actually one of the I went the opposite way, but that's me because I get petty when <laughs> when I see you deliberately trashing a character, particularly a character with a very long history.
3: Yeah, it felt it felt it was deliberate. very
2: deliberate. And I was like, you know what? If they don't need this. And if you have so little faith in them that you have to build them on his back like this, I'm not really going to be feeling it the way you want me to be feeling it. Cause all that does is make me resentful.
3: Yeah. And at the time when it was airing, I didn't get that, but I, The older I got and the more I watched other shows, I was like, okay, I get that. Because the way, once they decided the triangle that Devon and Hillary were it, they didn't need to continue playing that up. They didn't need to have him sleep with her when she had amnesia. They didn't need to have him kidnap her from her honeymoon or frame Devon for her murder. They didn't need to yeah it was it was
2: yeah neil went under the bus. Neil
3: went under the bus and for but for At like this
2: point it sounds like under a plane
3: <laughs> well there was a plane crash involved <laughs> but like for the first eight to nine months it was a triangle and hillary loved neil for specific reasons but you could tell she wasn't in love with neil and then after neil got his, his eyesight back and they decided that Neil and that Devon and Hillary were it. That's when they were like, "Okay, well, we can't not have story for Neil, so we have to give him something." But I don't, I didn't like the fact that they actively destroyed the character.
1: Who thought vilifying him, given his history and legacy on the show, was a good idea?
3: Was it precisely? Pratt? I think <laughs> I think it, it might have been Chuck Pratt.
2: Oh, that explains think, everything. Yeah, I think it started under Pratt and. In- yeah but yeah did it continue under josh griffith
3: it was just. uh i don't i think it had i think they were done by that time and i think that was towards the end right before Christoph saint john passed um but in the moment when it was happening and before neil went under the bus it was a it was really good and also because it was very new we had never seen devon in that light the show had never seen devon in that light And I think as much as I love Brighton, without Devon and Hillary, he wouldn't be considered the romantic lead he is today.
2: Nope.
3: Because prior to
2: that, they had zero investment in any of his relationships.
3: None. And I'm hoping, I don't watch anymore, but I do hope at some point Noah can get that one lightning in the bottle moment because they don't see this, they don't see it for him either. And it's weird. Um, But yeah, that was my number one. Devon, Hillary, and Neil.
0: Young and Restless. Okay, so my number one... Oh, y'all. I've been waiting to talk about this one. We're going back to my favorite soap town of all time, Pine Valley. My number one is Dixie Cooney Martin, Tad Martin, and Brooke English Martin. Y'all, the best. I, I love John and Marlena and Roman, but the best triangle of all time for me. So I'm gonna start at the very, very beginning. Where should I start, Tony? Um
1: mm-hmm. honestly I would pick it up at Tad and Dixie's um honestly just Tad and Dixie meeting because like Brooke was involved in so much of it from the jump.
0: Jump exactly. That's why I'm having a hard time starting. So let's go to the very beginning. Dixie Cooney, the girl from Pigeon Hollow has moved in with Adam Chandler and Brooke. They are currently together at that point. Long story short, Adam does some fuck shit and gets Dixie pregnant, trying to have an heir. To basically get himself out of being exposed of having an affair, he basically um told Brooke that Dixie was pregnant, she didn't know who the father was, and that she was gonna give her baby up for adoption to them. Brooke being the investigative reporter that she is, she just could not figure out why Dixie would give up her baby. And two, she didn't think that Dixie was the type of girl to just have a careless affair with someone to get pregnant. So, of course, she hired the town's private eye, Tad and Martin, to figure out who's Dixie's baby daddy is. Tad and Dixie meet while he's investigating, he falls head over heels for her, but she's stuck on Adam Chandler for some reason.
1: I never understood that, to be <laughs>
0: honest. Something about that old Pe- that old Peter must have had a crook in it or something. I don't understand. <laughs> but um, yeah, long story short, Tad figures out that Adam is the father of the baby. He decides to hide it for the sake of Dixie, but Brooke finds out herself. And baby, when she confronted all three of them, I needed a cigarette after. I remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, long story short, I'm just going to skip a whole bunch because I don't feel like cussing out Adam right now.
1: So basically, after Adam does a whole <laughs> bunch of fuck shit, Tad and Dixie get back to get together and get married.
0: Yes, but Lord knows I love my Uncle Palmer. But Uncle Palmer got in the way, along with Tad's mother, Opal. And it eventually leads to a bunch of misunderstandings, and Tad and Dixie separate. That is when Brooke is working. What is the name of that magazine? It's on the tip of my phone.
1: Tempo. Tempo.
0: Thank you. I don't know why I was about to say presto. But <laughs> but Brooke needed a pr- private investigator for a story she was working on for Tempo. And eventually her and Tad, while Tad and Dixie are separated, begin to form this bond and they become best friends. Meanwhile, it just showed no signs of Dixie and Tad getting back together because Palmer signed the divorce papers, which she should have went to jail for because that's pure forgery. Faster! Hey, hey, hey. Hey. I know hey,
1: hey, wrong. at this point he was a bastard. We grew to love him later, but at this point, bastard.
0: Yes, Tad and Dixie officially split up. Uh, well, I'm kind of skipping because during this time, Tad and Brooke go closer and closer, and I was against it at first. But the way Tad, Tad Martin, y'all, I know I talk about people talking that talk a lot, but Thaddeus James Martin has a PhD in talking. That motherfucking talk. And when he started talking that talk to Brooke, Brooke's pen is just fell to the wayside. She had no choice but to sleep with him at that point. Even Tony agreed. Yeah, well,
1: that came later. But we should say that the first time they slept together only happened because he got the um
0: the divorce papers back, yeah. He,
1: well he got and he got the divorce papers and she and she signed them, or so he thought.
0: But at the same time, he was talking that talk along the way. But anyways, Brooke and Tad started sleeping together. At that point, it was just, you know, they knew that it was just a thing. Brooke knew that he always loved Dixie. And then tragically, while fighting Billy Clyde's huggle, Tad dies. Wait, I'm skipping again. Tad and Dixie eventually talk, and they realize they want to be together. Brooke steps aside because she knows there's no Tad without Dixie. She steps aside. Tad and Brooke decide they want to get married again. And on Tad and Dick, not Tad and Brooke, Tad and Dixie decide they want to get married again. And on their wedding day, Tad tragically dies. But we saw that he didn't die. He ended up hitchhiking across the country to California. Two years later, I don't even know how. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Basically, Tad had amnesia, and he ended up on the vineyard of Nola, Nola Orsini, a real OG. May she rest in peace. Dylan, I know this is a controversial pick, but Nola Orsini was that girl. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care.
1: We should also say um, that in after Tad was presumed dead, the day of his funeral, Brooke found out she was pregnant.
0: I was going to get to that. There's a whole nother tumultuous story there. But anyways, Tad eventually comes to Pine Valley and he's having flashes of his memory. He's known this town. He's seen this town. And he's also having flashes of Dixie. Basically, Brooke, she just has this feeling about this Ted, Ted, Tad, whatever the fuck his name was. She just has this feeling about this man. Long story short, Nola dies. I wept for several days.
1: Me too.
0: Nola dies. Ted goes back to California to have a funeral for her. And something just is telling Brooke that this man is Tad. She don't know how, but it's Tad.
1: No, she and Edmund figured it out. Like, she and Edmund talked, and then after her conversation with Edmund, then she went to Napa to go talk to him.
0: I was just trying to get to the funeral. When Brooke walked into that funeral and she saw Ted, while Amazing Grace was being sung in the background and the camera kept panning back back and forth back to them. What a moment, what a moment that was, I screamed. Long story short, Ted realizes that he's Tad and his memory start coming back in the span of two days, which I never understood. He goes to try to find Dixie, but sadly Dixie is already married at that point. And back then, Dixie was a big Bible thumper, so she didn't believe in divorce until it was...
1: Well, no, it it wasn't even that. She married him so she could get custody of Jr. because Adam was back on his bastard bullshit.
0: Oh, yeah, but even still, even after that, she was awarded custody. She could have got divorced. Back to the story. Tad and Brooke eventually starts bonding over their child. Yes, they have a child because right before their Tad died, Brooke started having back pains and her feet started swelling. And you know in soaps, you know what that means. It's never a tumor, it's always pregnant. So she ends up giving birth to Jamie. Brooke and Tad eventually bond over sharing a son and Tad start talking that talk to Brooke again. And she agrees to marry him in one of the most beautiful soap weddings I ever seen. And they loved each other. They were best friends who just happened to be lovers and married to each other. They had such. They lived in that beautiful big house. And Brooke made up st- stories about what Jamie did. Because Jamie wasn't doing all that shit, Brooke. Tony can back me up on that.
1: <laughs> that. No, that's true. That is very true.
0: Like, if I didn't know what I knew then, I could have swore Jamie was on the spectrum. Not even going to hold y'all
1: yeah
0: long story short Brooke and tad Brooke, now yeah they're Brooke and tad they got married they had this happily marriage but dixie ends up divorcing that teenager that she married brian and she realizes that she wants tad back and this is when dixie gets in her vixen era she decides to put her best friend saint maria and her push up bra on edmund who also happens to be Another love of Brooke's life. Long story short, there was a bunch of misunderstandings and angst and miscommunications. And Dix, I'm not talking about the real Tad or Cena. I refuse. But yeah, no, we, don't, we don't acknowledge that.
1: Bullshit. We don't know
0: him. But eventually, Dixie and Tad started having an affair. And this is when I had to start dragging my Dixie and Tad because Brooke, all along, even during that marriage, Brooke kept telling them, if y'all get we, back together, we can stand on the wayside. I can stand on the wayside. We can co-parent. We will be cool, I understand. But Tad kept on telling her, No, Brooke, you're the one for me. And me, a fool, was believing it. <laughs> so long.
1: You knew what was coming later.
0: Yeah, like a dumbass. So eventually, Brooke almost sleeps with Edmund, and that. Pr- pushes Tad and Dixie back together even more. And Brooke eventually finds out that Tad and Dixie are having an affair by Junior. Junior told it all. Yep. And baby, the way Brooke went off on Tad will forever be one of the most iconic moments. Mind you, Brooke was pregnant with Tad's child again when all this it got exposed. But it was a fallopian pregnancy. And it just wasn't meant to be for them to have another child.
1: Oh, my God. I remember how she wouldn't, she wouldn't go she to the wouldn't hospital. Even
0: give, she wouldn't even go to the hospital. They said, Brooke, if you don't get this baby removed, you're going to die. And she just couldn't do it. And she ran. And, and you got to remember... Jamie was a miracle baby because the doctors told Brooke that her room was gone at that point. She could not carry another child. And Tad's magical sperm got her pregnant twice. He's the son of Corinthos of Pine Valley. And they, e- sure. they eventually broke up and Brooke kind of terms with it to the point that when Dixie and Tad had their second marriage, the best daytime wedding of all time. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Brooke visited them beforehand, before the wedding. And Brooke asked them, are you sure you want me to be here? And Tad said, of course I want you to be here. You're my old best friend. And Brooke said, but yeah, I'm your new ex-wife. But they eventually all became friends. And Brooke even said to herself the day of the wedding, there's no Tad without Dixie. And I put myself in denial for so long because I love Tad so much. But now I have to realize that you love each other and I don't want any hard feelings. And the speech she gave was so beautiful. She said, I don't want Jamie to have a fun weekend with you guys and feel bad about it because I I I have a hatred of you all. I don't want that. And it really just ended so beautifully. Tad and Dixie got married and they all became the best of friends. And this is to this day why I always say when Dixie died, Tad should have went back to Brooke. Crystal bitch ass should not have been here. I don't care. I don't care. I don't acknowledge that child that she has. That's not Tad's baby. I don't care.
1: The fact that 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 child is the one that's named after his sister.
0: Pisses me clean off. (laughs) But yes, that is my number one. And all that to say, yes, there's no Tad without Dixie. But I'll slap a bitch out their motherfucking shoes if they ever tried to discredit the relationship that was Tad and Brooke. And that is my number one.
1: We just recapped three years worth of story in like 15 minutes
0: i know it took long but this is my triangle i everybody was i was rooting for everyone i was rooting for you
1: it's it's one of those triangles where literally everybody at one point or another you were either rooting for them or dragging them equal opportunity all the way around
0: agnes her pen set fire those years and that is my number one But well, this was so fun I'm glad my topic won
1: <laughs> It did end up being fun Because I was on the struggle bus for a
4: minute
2: Yeah I think everybody was Just like Because once you realize that a triangle Is something very specific And we don't actually get A lot of them It became kind of hard to Like
3: Listen I was fighting for my with life it. last night Trying to come up with that list <laughs> I was fighting for
2: my life so bad because, like, every time you said something, I was like, Sir, that was not a triangle. Yeah, Dylan was, that
3: was, was just pointing out the obvious. I was like,
0: I was oh, fighting man. for my life trying <laughs> to choose between Dixie and Brooke. That was Sophie's choice for me. Tony knows this, that was Sophie's choice, even though I knew how it was gonna end. I I'm, mean, like,
1: you, I'm like, you may as well root for the ending you know is gonna come because otherwise, you just set yourself up for now.
0: But, Tony, could you look at T- Tad and Brooke dancing at the Nexus doing the tango and just not root for them?
1: I mean, you know I eventually rooted for them. You know what I said in the group chat
0: that day. Tony said even she would have busted down for Tad. That day. <laughs> <laughs> but any final thoughts? Any honorable mentions? An
2: honorable mention, and it's a triangle that I don't even like. <laughs> oh. But it has fed a lot of story and people are very passionate about it and it is an actual triangle. Nick, Phyllis, and Sharon. On the other mm. List.
0: Mm. Good choice.
2: And like, yeah. I don't, I have never shipped Phyllis and Nick like that for reasons. And not because I'm a, a Nick and Sharon fan, but just because I don't ship them for the same reason that I've never really liked Carly and Sunny. And it's because at the end of the day, Nick does not like her. He loves her. He fell in love with her, but he does not like Phyllis as a person because every time Phyllis is Phyllis, he has a problem with it.
3: As if she wasn't Phyllis when he was...
2: Right? (laughs) (laughs) And, and, like, he's always wanting her to be this bigger, better, kinder, gentler, different person. And it's like, bro, this is the good version of Phyllis. She's not running bitches over in the town square anymore, okay? This this is as good this is as calm down and low key and you, kumbaya as Big Red is gonna get. So, like, accept it for what it is and he just cannot he cannot and so like I can't ever really root for them because at the end of the day they're just not equally yoked but even that being said like I get it I get why people like them because there's a lot of chemistry and there's a lot of passion and she loves him so just like thoroughly so like I have never rooted for that side of the triangle, but I get why people are so invested because on both sides of it, there's a lot of history and a lot of love and a lot of like passionate arguments that can be made. And and it's been running for like, what, 20 years now? Like Just about, didn't it start in like 2005? It's been running for a minute, y'all. And can always be picked up and put down at any time. So, yeah, that one's an honorable mention for me, for sure.
3: Uh, Only final thought I have is write actual triangles, write more of them. It would be fun to see more of them. I'm tired of third party angst. I'm tired of one character being trashed or written out of character or thrown under the bus. It's exhausting because we can see it coming a mile away. Just... Get, make both pairings rootable and play that shit to the hilt. It it may drive your ratings up. Who knows? But instead, y'all do cheap shit. I'm tired of the cheap shit. I don't like Cosine TV dinners. I, like se- I don't like TV dinners. I like steak.
2: Hey. What
3: said. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Well, I have honorable mentions and a final thought. My honorable mentions are Eli, Lonnie, and Kristen. <laughs> um,
4: <She's>
0: like, but, <laughs> not a um, I,
3: that that would have been a great one I'm i like, didn't oh even
0: go i didn't even go here but reba josh and annie dudden um those are my honorable mentions my final thought is please bring back all my children please <laughs> please oh. uh, It's been ten years and I'm still grieving, y'all. And GH don't make it no better because they keep mentioning Pine Valley and they got Tad there.
4: It's not Tad.
3: It's not Tad, (laughs) sir. I'll never Uh forget when he first showed up. They called him Kentucky Fried
0: Tad. (laughs) I I don't care. That's Tad. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. That's Tad. And then they got Will Cooney running around with Anna. It's just. Would you
2: stop? (laughs) Not Will
0: King, not this, not this. It, it's been 10, 11, 12, Law, bring it back. Well, we Could have been dead they, thirty years? <laughs> I'm talking about the show, nigga. Shut up. Let me cry. Uh, like, uh, the show is gone. That loud black lady ain't cooking on them no more. Just please bring it back, please. I promise you, I don't. ABC the is mold never bringing it back on the View. Argue, I don't. Uh, Bring it back. If,
1: if it's gonna come back, I do not think it's. ABC I would
0: sacrifice. It. I would sacrifice one of the four we got now. For no. Which one?
3: I want to know which one. <laughs> <laughs> which one?
0: I'm not finna get. <laughs> you, you,
2: you can only sacrifice one because only one is on ABC.
0: Well, no, I wasn't even gonna say. That. I don't mind a network change.
2: Um, (laughs) ABC
1: wouldn't give up the rights to let
3: one life and all my children go
1: to let one life to
3: live in all my children. I'm just
0: saying, in a perfect world, I (laughs) would sacrifice one of the four. You
3: ain't answering the question because I want to know which one. (laughs) Because he,
1: because we know what his answer is going to be. He knows I'm going to kill him if he says it, so he's shutting up. I know which one it will be too.
0: Well, it's a not say days. (laughs) <laughs> it's a toss up actually, and one of them is bold and beautiful, the other is days. I will not confirm nor deny. No,
3: <laughs> you don't need to confirm. We know. I'm shocked about well, I'm shocked about b n b but also I'm not because that show gives y'all hell every chance. Again.
0: I, I, I can't watch it. no my doctor said my pressure up, I, but I. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's wrap this
0: up. I'm not I'm not going to say days. I'm just going to say the brokest
2: one.
0: Not days.
4: the brokest one. Sir. And on that note, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. bye.